You're listening to Agency Highway. This is a podcast for agencies that want to grow their business and work less. Agency Highway is sponsored by Content Snare, a platform that helps digital agencies gather content from clients without digging through a storm of emails, huge attachments, and messy Google Docs. Sign up at contentsnare.com and use the chat widget to say you heard about Content Snare on Agency Highway, and you'll get a 30-day trial instead of the typical 14. Now, here's this week's episode. Zeb, thank you so much for joining the podcast. Awesome to have you here. Awesome to be here. Why don't you start by introducing yourself? I mean, for the people that don't know who you are, obviously a lot of people in my Facebook group uh, know uh, ClickUp and about what you guys do. In fact, it was an agency highway listener that reached out and said we should have you on the show. Um, So you're pretty well known, but to everyone else, just do a bit of an introduction on yourself and ClickUp. Yeah, so I, I've been an entrepreneur since I was born. Uh, since I was three or four years old, I was always that kid selling things. Um, anything that I could ask for for my birthday was always something to to sell to other people. Wow. Um, yeah, even even when I was literally four or five years old. So I, I had my first website when I was ten. Um, I was I've always been obsessed with with technology. Um, Flash forward several years ago, I kind of started uh, my first tech company, which was at the time a kind of a social media um, platform for reporting and analytics and automation. Um, and that's where I kind of started my journey with project management software, which started mm-hmm. with, with Basecamp uh, and ended with Jira for engineering, marketing <laughs> on Trello, boards and lists and Asana. And then we had to do is for our personal reminders. We had our notes in a different place, Google Calendar, elsewhere. Uh, so it was really just this this really hodgepodge of, of mixtures of, of apps that we were using. And this was where my frustration started. Um, so, so we built ClickUp as an internal project that we were going to use um, when we were really launching an entirely different product. Uh, we, were, we were working on a Craigslist competitor where you could pay in an app and, and remove the sketchiness from Craigslist. <laughs> But, but while we were doing that ClickUp, we just shared it with some people and it just kind of started taking off on its own. So we, we realized that the problem we were having really uh, fundamentally is, is, is the same problem a lot of people were having also, the frustration with our marketplace. And, and so we you know, have always kind of had this, this big vision of uh, making the world better, making the world more productive. And, and ultimately, kind of that's what, what our mission is at ClickUp is, is saving people time. Yeah, that's awesome. And I mean, very close to home for me because that's like, I'm so into productivity and, and saving time. Like I, um, it's a story I always tell people that I hit like a breaking point in my life where I was just trying to do too much crap, uh, became a you know, stressed and a bad person to be around. And then eventually like, um, just hit this snap breaking point where I was like, I will just throw money at anything that will save me time right now. <laughs> um, and it sort of changed me for the better. I think changed my business, changed my life. So yeah, I that, think that's an awesome mission. Um, I had a little laugh there when you, when you mentioned Jira, because um, it, like when I think about project management and UX, there's two ends of this and it's Jira and ClickUp. <laughs> <laughs> like complete, like I, so Jira, I've always like, um, we, we have to use it for some of our software development projects. And like, I hate going in there with a passion. Uh, whereas with ClickUp, every time we have to make a UX decision for our own software product, 
literally the first thing I do is open ClickUp and go, how are you guys handling this? <laughs> like, <laughs> like what, what do you guys do for an action menu? What do you guys do for drag and drop? So your UX, you're clearly dedicated to that. Like, can you expect, like, have you, yeah, talk about some your UX. Yeah, I mean, at my core, I'm, I'm a product person, right? I've, I've been obsessed with, with the product since we started. Um, it's, it's really kind of been a lot of uh, my own ideas. And so, you know, leading up to two or three months ago, I was the only product person at our company. Uh, we've, we've, you know, now built out a, a several person team and, and we've, we've got four designers and um, a few product people. Uh, but, you know, up until that point, it was really, I was just intensely focused on the vision, fulfilling that vision of ClickUp. Um, and, and we said no to a lot of things, uh, you know, believe it or not, for uh, what we think is, is a better of the product, really being able to see that vision through so so yeah i mean ux wise it's it's at our cores is what we're always thinking about is, is user experience doing the little things really well um i think that's what what really kind of why slack took such a huge hold in the marketplace um is you know they weren't the first chat application but they were the first that had exceptional ux for chat mm -hmm. um and, and they did the little things really right so you know, we want to do the big things right and the little things right at, at the same time. Um, so, so even moving into to next year, you know, our, our initiative next year is all about user experience and, and onboarding, uh, making the platform more connected to each, to it, each of its features. I want to know how that's even possible to go even better than <laughs> where you guys are. But um, when I asked um, a while back, I asked uh, the group for questions when this interview was was coming up. I um, just said, what, what do you guys want to know? Um, and um, I mean, other than a lot of statements that were just like, ClickUp is absolutely amazing. Um, I love ClickUp. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> that's pretty much all the things I got. Uh, I love ClickUp so much. There's another one. Um, been using it for about a year and it's made such a difference. So that's awesome from Sam. Um, but the one question I did get um, is on this exact uh, line of chat and it's, I'd love to know the processes you have for ensuring every aspect of your product is looking 100% visually po polished. Um, and the product has clearly been very well thought out hierarchically, hierarchically, I don't even know how to say that word. And what did that planning look like? And I am asking this question completely selfishly. I mean, Ross wants to know as well, but um, I mean, we build a software product and UX is our big focus going forward. So I, I totally want to hear about your process of like making sure everything's so good. Yeah. I mean, I think it starts at, accepting that things aren't going to be perfect, right? I, I think you actually end up with bad user experience when you try to make things perfect. You overthink it. Um, you overthink the shit out of things when, when you're really just trying to make things perfect. You do too much user research. That's overthinking it, right? There, there's all these buzz things to do right now about UX research, you know, hiring UX researchers, um, doing a bunch of user testing. We've generally kind of scrapped that and we listen to our users. So we, we ship things really quickly and then we iterate even faster. Uh, we get a lot of feedback and, and I still to this day read every single piece of feedback that comes in. You know, it's, it's, it's sent to me if, if it's through customer service. Um, they'll, they'll, they have a task that they send uh, every single piece of feedback to me. I still read every feedback post on our board. Um, so... So we're constantly listening, and, and I think that, that that at its core is is, is really kind of why we've, we've been able to make an exceptional user experience product because we actually listen um, to the people mm -hmm. that are using the product. Yeah, I love that. So 
when you say you see every piece of feedback, is that like what's coming through support? Uh, like what are the channels there? And you mentioned a board as well. Yeah. So we have a feedback board. It's feedback.clickup.com. Um, and we, I still read every single piece of feedback that goes into that. Yeah, right. um, our customer service channels, uh, you know, it's not that I'm necessarily reading every ticket that comes in. We have, have several thousand each day now, but I do read each piece of feedback that comes in. So if it's a feedback, you know, about this sucks, um, that gets sent directly to me and, and we listen to all of it. You know, you, you really can't, you can't change everything for every piece of feedback, but as long as you listen to it, uh, you'll, you'll start finding common trends. And when you find a trend, then, then that's a problem and you do need to fix something there. Um, so, so I would say, yeah, I mean, that, that's certainly kind of the, the secret sauce for us. Yeah, that's awesome. And I mean, that's kind of exactly what, how we're trying to act with content snare as well. Um, but one thing I have actually shied away from is using a board like, um, it's Kenny, I see you're using is the tool. Um, like there's, this is kind of divides the software market. Like some people are like, you got to have a feedback board. And some people are like, nope, you get too many, just like random crazy ideas. I mean, you get that anyway, because everything for us comes through intercom support. Um, and like you said, you just notice trends, it's like 20 people ask for something. I don't even have to write it down. Most of the time you just get a, get an idea, um, and, and sort of know what people need, but how do you find having an actual board for feedback? Like, does it get crazy? Is the management like hard? In all honesty, it, you know, it, it does get crazy. Um, but I think that the net value is there for, mm -hmm. for a feedback board. Um, the reality is also having that board allows you a tangible place to put people's feedback. So when some mm. customer writes in, um, we don't just, you know, take it and send it to me. We also take it and generally we'll add it to the feedback post that we already have, or we'll create a new one. And then you give them this tangible piece of like, Hey, you know, we, we do care. Um, and, and we're here for you and we're going to listen to that. And here's where you can kind of track, track your, your mm. piece of feedback. Um, so I think that there's something to be said about that. There's, there's also a, a big, uh, kind of value add for for the customer and the user who is able to to you know get their voice heard on on these platforms. I mean, we have changed significant things about our product and made mistakes and and realized them very quickly from from uh, the feedback board that this was a mistake and we we need to to iterate fast and, and you know fortunately we we do. Um, my, my, my whole kind of thesis is shipping very, very quickly. We try to ship every single week, new features. So, so we're fortunately able to, to really fix those things pretty quickly. Um, whereas, you know, in the, in our industry, it's a pretty monotonous industry, a pretty slow moving industry that, that generally is not shipping fast and certainly has not listened to users in the past. Mm -hmm. It's been a very opinionated marketplace. It's like telling you this is the way that you have to work. And, and we're really at our core, we're trying to remove that opinion from, from software. Yeah, I was wondering there whether you were talking about software in general or, or project management software or both. Um, yeah. I mean, primarily project management software, but there's something to be said about all software, although there really is this convergence of tools that's happening right now. Um, we, since we started, my vision was, was always this convergence of project management software, aggregating your mm -hmm. project management stack. Um, but early on, you know, that was shunned upon, right? You're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to really kind of go towards a niche focus. You're supposed to be opinionated. <laughs> uh, but fortunately it's, it's, we're, it's the right place, right time. And, and there is this convergence that's happening in software right now. If you can use one tool rather than several, you'd rather use one. Yeah. Uh, so, um, 
I'm really interested to hear a bit more about how you went from this like Craigslist thing to, to project management because like if I if anyone ever suggested to me to start a project management tool, even like uh, how many years, you guys are 2016, right? That you started something like that? Yeah, 20, 2017 really was when we had a product. Right, cool. So if someone told me in 2017 to like even the smallest inkling of an idea to create a product in project management, I would have said, get out of town. There's way too many. It's the most competitive space ever. Yet in two years, you've come in and made massive waves. Uh, like I see so many people talking about ClickUp in at least my space in the sort of digital agency web design uh, arena. So many people are talking about it. So how the hell did you do that? <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I, like we kind of stumbled into this. We really did, where, where it was a product we were creating for ourselves. And for the exact reason that you mentioned, I didn't want to get into this industry. I wasn't, I wasn't planning on it. It's, it's highly competitive. Um, and again, after all the forces from outside tell you, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. <laughs> um, but I mean, ultimately you trust your gut and, and you kind of, you know, everything happens for a reason. And, and we really were, uh, kind of thrown into this, so, so to speak for, for a variety of reasons, but mainly it's just people that were using our product loved it. And so I knew that there was a need for this, you know, and, and we really wanted to make a big impact, um, on the largest set of people that we could. And so, you know, it was certainly a huge risk early on and, and I invested my own money. We haven't taken funding from, from any outside investor oh really uh, so, yeah i was i'm all in man obviously <laughs> the uh the research i was doing was wrong because i thought i i thought i found that you guys had taken funding wow so you guys are self-funded so so yes we've i've written my own seed notes um so that's probably what you what you've seen out there but that is that's it's all 100 percent my my money so I, I was all in on this um so you know it, it really was where i was I was intensely focused on like, I have to make this happen because there is no option for failure. Um, so, you know, we, we certainly have always loved listening to users and, and to kind of wrap up that, that answer, um, you know, it was the perfect marriage for us. It was software that, that I had my own frustrations with, that I had a lot of experience with and a lot of passion about fixing. And then there were lots of other people that had those same frustrations as I did. So, um, you know, our thesis of, of really listening to people and not being opinionated and, and shipping fast, I think played off. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome, man. So just out of curiosity then, like where did that initial, like was this just a previous venture that like got you the money that you were able to invest? And what was yep. that venture? Yeah, absolutely. So so uh, in college, I was, um, you know, I, I guess I'd always been entrepreneur. I had a business for every year of my life. Um, <laughs> in, in college, I was... Uh, I had an entertainment company and we were managing an artist and we also were putting on events and there was some, some crazy frustrations I had with um, social media in general. Like at the time, you know, several years ago, you couldn't schedule a, a, a post ahead of time. You also couldn't get reporting on like who was following you um, and you couldn't automate a lot of things that should be automated in there. So I, I learned to, you know, I'd always known HTML, but I never really knew how to program. Like I didn't know JavaScript or PHP. So I, I kind of learned that on the side while I was in school. Um, and as soon as I learned that, my, the light bulb just went off in my head and I, I dropped out of school, like literally that next week. Um, and I built our own applications to solve those problems and, and turned that into, into a business in, in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, we ended up having about 80, 80 employees there. Um, so, 
yeah. So I, I, I grew that, grew that pretty, pretty big. And, and we did that for about five years. Uh, and then I had a near death experience and, and that was when I moved out, right. I think that next week I moved out to San Francisco and I was like, I wanted to be in Silicon Valley my entire life. Um, you know, this is, this is life is really short. So I'm just going to go out here and do this. Okay. Wow. Uh, do you, uh, you don't have to answer this, but what was the near death experience? Yeah. So, well, it, you know, I've, I've actually had three. Um, and this, this was my, my third one was I, I was, uh, at a movie theater and I had a seizure. Um, and my, my father had a really bad, uh, brain tumor that could be hereditary. And so uh, naturally, you know, you think why the seizures related to that. Right. And, and so, um, so yeah, so I thought I, I had that, 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 you know, kind of death sentence for, mm, for several days damn. until we kind of got, got clearance from the doctors. But yeah, it, it changed me, you know, it made me a, a lot different, different person. And I, I became, I created this, this urgency around everything that I was doing. Um, so that's, that's translated into ClickUp. You know, we have this insane urgency about our product and about our industry and the people that work with us and the people mm. that also use our product. It's, we want everything to be as, as quick as possible. That's awesome. Wow. Um, and I mean, sorry you went through that, but I'm glad it's uh, worked out in the positive. Hey, like I said, every, everything happens for a reason. You yeah. know, it's, I, we, we wouldn't be speaking right now if it didn't happen. So it's, yeah. it's, it's all good. Awesome. Great way to look at it. So you, given that your mission is about making people more productive and saving time, um, I'd love to steer this discussion towards, uh, I guess, project management tips, productivity hacks, like saving people time and becoming more productive. So I know uh, we, we spoke earlier that you do have some productivity hacks. Like, yeah, just blast away. What have you got? Yeah. So, I mean, I would say the first thing, one of our core values is, is remember shit, create a system. Um, you know, people think that I have a really like the best memory in the world, but I don't. I, I actually don't have that, that great of a memory. I just use a system. I just write things down immediately as they come to me. So this is what I always preach when we hire new people is know that you're going to forget things, right? No, just know that as long as, as, as soon as your brain knows that you're going to forget something, then you, you have this trigger that says, okay, if I need to do something, then I write it down, you know? So in ClickUp, I use reminders. I use our inbox very heavily. So just that, that's my thing to just write the things down first. So you don't have to think about them and then you mm -hmm. can take action on them, on them later. Now that is kind of like the GTD method that everybody talks about. It's a little bit similar to that, but you know, we, I did that several years ago and I, I didn't even know about the GTD method. I think it's just, it's just a very natural thing because you've got all of these processes going on in your head and you know, you can't remember everything. And, and mm. so, so intuitively is if you can write that down, you're, you're removing that process from your head and you're also not going to forget it. So like, I would say that's always kind of like the number one thing for productivity. If you can just kind of get those things out of your head um, and for the people that you're working with, then you know you've you've saved a lot of time. That's such a good point. Like, and the fact that you teach new hires that, like, that is, I don't know why I haven't thought of that because I'm the same as you. Like, everything gets written down, um, and it like tends to frustrate me when other people forget stuff. Like, um, I someone was supposed to bring me something when I caught up with them last night and they forgot. And I'm like, how? Like, I literally reminded you two hours ago uh, because I put a reminder in my own calendar to remind them to bring the thing yeah. like two hours beforehand so that they wouldn't forget. <laughs> That's why I reminded them then. You know, I just, other people don't, I guess not everyone 
has these systems. So to actually have that as part of your onboarding and training, that is awesome. Um, so it removes a lot of bottlenecks. It really does because, you know, generally with teams, you have, you, you just, you have those, those hurdles of, in the bottleneck of one person forgets something, three people don't, it doesn't matter that one person forgot it and it affects the entire team down the chain. So mm-hmm. if you can keep removing those bottlenecks, you know, it's, it, that is something that we, we harp on. If, if, you know, if, if you're forgetting things, then why, right? You're not, you're not using the system. You're not creating a system for mm-hmm. yourself. And, and so, so that's a huge point that, that we always stand by. Yeah, if something needs to get done or you need to do something at a certain time, putting in reminders, like writing it down immediately um, or using reminders in a calendar, yeah, that is such an awesome tip um, that I guess, I don't know, like exactly what you said, like people always think I have an awesome memory and uh, for this sort of stuff, but it's just like, nah, it's all, it's all in my project management. It's all in my to-do list or all my calendar. Um, I had something, sorry, I was going with that, but I've um, completely forgotten. But, oh, yeah, so um, I've extended this to the point where, like, even when I'm driving in my car and I remember something, I created a, um, you can use If This Then That to set up custom voice things with um, Google. Um, I don't want to say it too loud because my phone will wake up. So I can say, say, hey, Google, um, add such and such to my project management or to whatever. And, um, you know, when I was using Trello, I say add such and such to my Trello and it just drops it straight in um, while I'm driving because I know that if I have to remember that and stop and and then write it when I get to wherever I'm driving, then I'm going to forget. So that's, yeah, at all times I can yell at my phone. Not, and not not to plug us too much, but we do have a, a Google Assistant integration, so that you can, no you shit. can say, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, <laughs> you can add it straight to your inbox from from Google. Oh damn! Oh, man. <laughs> I've actually been like uh, my personal to do has been on um, Trello for a long time, um, but the the company stuff we do with ClickUp, and I was just like, I've been meaning to take that hurdle and just dump it all in uh, into ClickUp, but just haven't done it yet. Cause you know, my systems and everything's there and I got to move, but we, we can import it, import it with a couple clicks. Yeah. I have seen that. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't tried it like the idiot that I am, but, um, yeah, it's definitely something I need to look at doing because I mean, we, we already have the account. I may as well use it. Um, man. So what is next then with, with ClickUp? Like where are you guys going other than just the UX stuff we spoke about? Yeah, so there, there's two real initiatives next year. It's it's kind of the user experience part of, of making things more connected. To give you an example, something that is disconnected right now is goals. Goals, I don't know, you guys, you guys may not use that, but we have a, uh, a goal tracking feature in ClickUp that's actually pretty heavily used, used by teams um, for OKRs and, and things like that but it's just very disconnected to the rest of the system. Right. Um, docs right now, docs, we, we've kind of built like a, a, a notion like docs um, that oh, are wow. disconnected. Yeah. It's, they're somewhat disconnected to the, to the rest of ClickUp. Um, so I so did not even know about that. Like when li- yeah. I literally left my VA uh, and project manager task yesterday to look at notion and Google sheets and just try and work out a good system for our document storage. Now I've got another one for her to look at. So thank you. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're, they're used as views. So if you create a new view, you'll, you'll be, you can create a doc view um, mm-hmm. and you can literally, it's got everything that notion has slash commands, all that type of stuff, but with yeah. everything else that ClickUp has. Um, so, so it's doubling down on those features, making those more connected, but on the flip side um, it's finishing our vision for a platform. So 
making things extremely extendable. We're, we're working on integrate. We've got about 200 integrations pending to be released right now. Um, and so we'll release those 200 integrations early in 2020 um, that allow you to integrate with pretty much every popular tool. And it also allows you to automate with every every popular tool. So so you'll be able to, and ClickUp, you know, for, for something like content production, um, you could integrate with YouTube and, and you can see how many views a certain video has and link that video to a task. And then you can set a goal to huh. say, hey, I want 10,000 views on here. And then your goal will automatically populate based, based on that stuff. Um, so it's, it's, you know, it's one example, but another one would be we're, we're integrating email with, with ClickUp right now. So right. Uh, we're not trying to replace your, your email client yet, but what we are trying to do is allow you to send like your clients and customers emails from within ClickUp without having them be part of, of ClickUp. Um, so just making it so much more extendable for every type of mm. use case that you could think of. Um, and then doubling down on that usability UX stuff. Yeah, nice. I think um, you might actually have this email part covered now, but I remember that was a thing when I first started with ClickUp a while ago, quite a while ago, that I had a zap set up to catch certain emails and, and create tasks in ClickUp. You guys, have you guys got that sorted or is that part of the new email integration? That is, that is absolutely sorted right now. That, yeah. that, that works. So you, yeah, you can send email to ClickUp from, from any email address and, and it'll automatically create a ClickUp task or mm -hmm. add it to an existing task. Um, so that's good to go. This is mm -hmm. more so on like when we are within ClickUp, being able to send an email to you know your customer, John, um, from within ClickUp and have it live there without John being part of ClickUp. Right, awesome. Well, um, yeah, it looks like I've got to dive back in and actually play with a bunch of this stuff a bit more because um, clearly haven't been on top of new features <laughs> that you've released. <laughs> I guess I, I left it to my team and was like, they, they manage themselves in there now. So it uh, hasn't been a big part of, you know, I guess my day to day. So I need to get back in there for sure. Um, yeah, I think that's like, that pretty much covers everything I wanted to ask. Is there anything you think we need to add? Um, you know, not, not really, but I think I also would say, you know, we, we recently switched, uh, click up 2.0. It's, it's a, the second mm -hmm. version of the product. I saw um, that. So yeah. I, I did yeah, see that. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I would make sure you're on that version too, because everything I'm speaking about really is, is for that version only. Um, we, we've kind of fundamentally gone from the first version of our project, which was more a simple task manager to really a full blown, like productivity platform where you really can work with anybody you want um, and put all of your work in, in one place. That is, is our vision for, for the future. So yeah, I would encourage you know, anybody to, to check us out. We import automatically from, from any other popular tools. So if you're using Trello or Asana or Todoist or Jira, uh, we'll import all of your stuff within just a couple of clicks and you can kind of see how it would work and click up. Mm, that's awesome. So totally off topic how the hell do you manage two versions at once or is once you switch is that it so yeah you actually can go back you you, you know this was something i was huge on it was a very uh big technical deficit here trying, oh, trying to do this um but there was there's an app called front i don't know if you're familiar with it but it's totally, like a help yeah. desk it's a help desk application and we use them and one day they just switched everybody to the second version of their product and it really screwed us over. It broke all of our workflows. We were spending a few days 
really just trying to fix everything, just hacking every, everything together that we could. And it was impossible to switch back. Um, so I learned that lesson from them as a user. And I was just like, there's, there's no way we're just going to switch people automatically. And there's no way we're not going to allow you to switch back. You need to be able to, to switch back. Mm. Um, so yeah, so there is certainly some, some technical debt associated with that, um, that we're, we're going to drop as soon as we kind of permanently switch people to, to V2. But for now, um, and indefinitely, we're going to allow people to at least stay in, in version one. We don't maintain it. We don't update it anymore. Probably mm. updates in the second version of the product. Yeah, like I can't imagine how much effort that took because we just released a version two of Content Snare, and yeah, we we forced forced people to change, but we also built in certain features that um, defaulted. I guess some of the interfaces to be like exactly the same. We're nowhere near as a complicated product as ClickUp, so I think we kind of got away with it. And so far, the feedback has been like like not a single negative feedback. So that's been kind of handy. Um, but yeah, so we kept as much of it as we could the same. It's just like a few interface things that like were massively overhauled, like an entire screen. But, you know, I wanted the same thing. I wanted people to be able to choose the version. And then when we looked at the technical challenge, I was like, no way. <laughs> like we are not a team big enough yeah. to handle this. How many are on your team? We've got about 50 people now. Um, so we, we, uh, yeah, yeah. We've, we, I mean, about half of them would be the, the kind of the, the product side of the team, including mm-hmm. technical, um, as far as engineering, QA, um, design, product, ma- management, and then about half on kind of the operations, customer service side. Mm-hmm. And, and we, we just started hiring our marketing and sales teams. Nice. That's awesome. And that, that's actually just a question that came up um, in my mind is uh, mar- like, what has been your best marketing? Like, how have you gotten so prolific in two years? Organic. We haven't spent a dollar on, on marketing. Um, we, we literally, it's all 100% organic. So it, early on, SEO was great. Um, but really, it's it's been our incredible user base, just them sharing ClickUp with other mm-hmm. people. Um, it's kind of inherently viral because you you generally invite other people to work with you. So there's right. all this crossover that happens in other organizations and other people that you're talking to. But yeah, it's it's been all all organic up until this point. So um, you know, to to continue scaling like we have been, we've got to obviously kind of do some some more of our own good on market strategy, and that's kind of what we're we're starting on right now. Yeah, nice. That's awesome. That's the the old uh, product led led growth, which I'm seeing uh, shared more and more these days. It seems to be the big focus, and that's kind of what I'm thinking too. You know, where I spend all my time on organic SEO stuff, but also just trying to make the product better, and hopefully that is enough to to grow our product. So, yeah, I love that strategy. I, it's it really is the best when it when it works, and and if you're listening to your users, you know, if you're t- really kind of caring about them. Um, then you can double down on that product-led growth and, and really have that lead you into to, you know, a, a decently sized market. Awesome. So one random question to finish. What is the favorite place you've traveled? Ma'am, that's a hard question for me. Um, <laughs> I am uh, love traveling. I love, I love going places wherever I can. You know, I, uh, I really loved Thailand, Koh Samui. Um, nice. It was kind of a, a very chill island where I was I was able to just to kind of relax and and um, that's where I, a lot of kind of the vision for the platform came from. When I was I was when I'm I'm kind of just traveling. I'm always working. In fact, when I'm traveling, I'm working even more than when we're here in the office. Um, <laughs> but I'm just doing my 
own kind of isolated work where I'm really just thinking about vision. Um, and, and yeah, Koh Samui in, in Thailand, I would probably say is, is my absolute That's favorite. Funny. Even I, though, uh, even though you're probably playing dodge the Australian the entire time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's everywhere. why I laughed when you said it. Cause there's so many friggin' Australians. <laughs> yeah. I made some friends, some Australian friends there. Actually, it was, uh, it's, uh, you're absolutely right. Yeah, man. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing this story. Uh, I think this is going to be a pretty popular episode. Um, and, you know, we've had a few people watching live. And, um, yeah, just thank you very much. Absolutely. My pleasure. Discover how to grow your agency, earn more, and work less at agencyhighway.com. Head over there to get resources from this episode and full transcripts. See you next time. This episode was brought to you by Content Snare. If you're a digital agency or just need to get content or info from your clients, Content Snare can help you collect it on time and without enormous email trails. Give it a try at contentsnare.com.